I guess I'm just curious, you know, we're talking about representation. How important is that for students and the community at large? And also the fact that we have President Sandoval here at the University of Nevada, Reno. What does that mean to our Latino Latinx students here? Uh, I have a rare situation where I actually was a student here and then returned back as faculty member. So I know what it looked like 20 years ago. And it was, you know, I think it took me two years to then I realized that there were two other people on campus who spoke Spanish. And that connection was just instant and natural. And I saw that somebody was in this high level position that made me realize that I could possibly pursue that. And ultimately I did. So I'm here as a faculty member. I think that in itself is a valid lived experience of why we want to ensure that we can see these possibilities and that um, our students can see that possibility. I just want to ask about that. That's interesting. 20 years ago, you know, you say that, uh, you know, it took you two years to find just two people that, that spoke Spanish. What what was that like as a young student uh, experiencing that? And then I guess what would it be like for a, a young student today? And how, how, I guess, how has that evolved over time? Uh, it was I, it was challenging in one way because uh, we see that you know we don't identify with individuals in the same way whether it's on cultural perspectives or whether it's on just interests and things like that. But it's also great because um, you know that's the whole purpose of continuing our education to be immersed in different communities and different perspectives and. That is something that I valued. I grew up in rural Nevada, and so to me, coming to Reno, even if I didn't find people with my like identity, there were people of a million identities, it seemed, and that was in itself uh, fabulous to be able to experience. I think I was able to navigate it, but it definitely created a a lonely uh, space in a certain way that just takes extra effort and extra care and extra, I guess, conscientious awareness of what to do next. I want to shift a little bit because you did mention education, and I think that's really interesting. You know, I'm just curious to know, with some of your work in education and education leadership, I guess, what are you seeing as some of the major hurdles or major challenges facing, whether it's, you know, English language learners or uh, other Latino members here in our community when it comes to accessing education? Mm-hmm. Um, I do see improvements, most definitely. We want to acknowledge that we're in a much better place than we were, as you said, 20 years ago, and even for our students who are now on campus, that nearly one in four have had similar experiences, which then also means they have stronger support systems in place. So we have First in the Pack that focuses on first-gen students, regardless of demographic identity, uh, just a lot more programming that really is intended to to serve them. And then from an education standpoint, though some of the things that still require, you know, efforts and added support would be things like um, for access to education, just more family knowledge and context of what that experience is so that it isn't just the student identifying all the resources and means, but the parents are engaged in that process and know also how to seek, identify, and carry out that support for the student themselves. So a nice two-way piece where the families and the, and the students are involved. Financial need is still a massive one. Uh, there have been a lot of things in place like the Nevada Millennium Scholarship or the Gwynn Millennium Scholarship. Um, Nevada Promise, all of those aspects that have been very like state-centered, um, but still more needs. I just a couple weeks ago got a message from a faculty member who said, I hired a student and it turns out that they don't have a social and the only way for me to give out these particular funds are for them to have a social security number. And so those things still require a lot of creativity and a lot of ways to, to identify how to serve um, the needs of the students who are 
aspiring to, you know, be professionals and to give back to our community and, and to continue to make an impact here. So I think you're getting in something that is really interesting, that there are a lot of challenges that go beyond sort of the academic sense or, you know, it's some of just the, the day to day things, you know, um, I guess I'm just curious, you know, what are what are some of the some of the challenges that that you see or, or experience yourself? I guess I'm just curious to know what are some of the challenges that maybe everyday folks may not understand or, or know about the Latino experience or the immigrant experience? Uh, I really emphasize that, you know, there's an asset-based perspective that we have to focus on. So we know that for me, for example, uh, learning English at the time when I was learning it, knowing Spanish was basically seen as a deficit perspective where this would influence negatively the things that I was doing academically. But as an adult, obviously, having a multilingual lens has really been an asset to the work that I do. Uh, so I think that's a big part of it is how we can shift our thinking on the needs of individuals and their students and their experiences. But also there's, like you're saying, some legit barriers that happen and then there's ways to try to navigate them. Um, some have been just allowing our students to find that community, that sense of community and sense of belonging because no matter how much we might be able to connect them to certain support systems, um, in the end, there's still a syllabus, for example, that says certain things that maybe are just terrifying for me because I've never seen that. So there's a lot of um, aspects like social capital, economic capital. On the family side of it, if we think for first gen, even regardless of being Hispanic, Latino, they will likely have more family responsibilities in the household. They're more likely to live with their family so while they're here in higher education, um, which then means those responsibilities often, you know, might be seen as overshadowing uh, overshadowing some of the requirements of, of what is needed for higher ed. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for your time. Thank you.